hello, friends. My name is Ross Furio. I'm here with Mike Holly. We're both pastors at Bluff Park United Methodist Church in Hoover, Alabama. And you somehow have found our podcast called Grow Deeper. Here we are, six weeks into this. Episode six. And on the Grow Deeper podcast, we spend time looking at questions or scriptures and big ideas around what it means to grow in our life and in our faith and how we can do that as individuals as well as as communities. Yeah, you know, and it's it's hard to believe that we've been talking about that for six weeks. It is. We've really covered a lot of ground. We I have. Mean, we've, we've talked about, you know, maybe some misconceptions that the church and our society has had about growth, talking about information versus real transformation and how we've seen that play out in the church. We've talked about, you know, boots hitting the ground and what it means to actually start the process of growing. And that's what we've been spending really the last three weeks talking more about. But it's just it's kind of cool, man. We're six weeks in. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Hey, we are on our way. And one of the things that we, we talked about early on, as Ross mentioned, is this idea of information. The information is not as transformational uh, as we might assume. It is vital. It is important. We can't grow without knowing uh, what we need to, to do and to be, to, to, to develop in our lives as people and as followers of Christ. Yeah, you need the information, but it doesn't automatically equal transformation. Right. And then, you know, that's what we spent some time talking about. But the last three weeks, we've been covering our infamous GPA, our growth plan of attack. And so uh, first we talked about what it means to be ready, what it means to prepare. Last week we talked about aiming, and we zoned in on being more of a uh, a habit mindset than a goal mindset. And then this week, we're going to talk about actually getting started. We're going to talk about firing. So ready, aim, fire. I hope you like what we did there. Ready, aim, fire. And when we get to fire, it's sort of like, this is what people have been waiting for. And even as we get to this point, we're going to tell you that while starting, doing, you know, activating all of your plans is important, there are some other steps that follow behind that. Yeah, so remember last week talking about aiming. Uh, if you didn't listen to that, I encourage you to go back before you listen to this episode because you'll see that where we're going is these last two steps, aim and fire, really happen uh, together and they play off of each other. But last week we talked about aiming and we talked about the difference between just being focused on the goal and the finish line versus using the goal as a way to orient you towards the direction that you need to be heading and then taking your eyes off of the tip of the mountain and setting your eyes down on the next steps that you need to take, as in what habits do I need to build to actually make it to that destination? Yeah, and when you're talking about you know taking your eyes off the peak of the mountain, putting your eyes back on the road before you, every now and then you're going to have to look back up and make sure you're going in the right direction, and that's going to tie into what we talk about with our review process. Right. But you always have to look back down to where I am right now and what's the next important thing that I can do. What's the next important step that I can take? Uh, you've got to take the steps if you're going to end up where you're going. So let's say, let's just say for now, Mike, let's just pretend that someone out there listening, they have prepared, they listened to that episode on what it means to be your own prophet, what it means to dream a different reality for yourself that God has in mind, and they spent some time being pretty brutally honest with themselves about where they are in their life and where they need to grow. And then they listened to last week's episode and they spent some time aiming. They 
They pictured where they felt like God was calling them in the end, what that goal was, that mountaintop. And then they set their eyes on the next steps in front of them. And they have a list of habits that they want to build in their life. And now they've tuned into this episode and they're asking, okay, what do I do now? Well, start. You know, and what we're talking about is, hey, you've looked at your life. You've, you've aimed. You kind of know the, the habits that you think are going to help you get to that final destination that you have dreamed of in that part of being ready, kind of being your own prophet. And so now it's make those habits part of your life. And, and I think you and I both agree that it's not like you can just uh, say, today I'm going to do these things. You right. actually have to plan for it. You actually right. have to schedule habits because habits are not automatic at Especially first. when you're building. Yeah. So when you're building habits, you have to do things like you have to make time for it. I mean, this sounds so simple, but it's, it's true, right? You have to make time for it. You have to make it a priority. And probably more than likely, in order to do those two things, in order to make time for it, in order to make it a priority in your life, you're going to have to say no to some other stuff. You're going you're gonna to have to stop doing something so that you can do this new thing that you believe will lead towards growth. And, and that's the trick of habits is that you may not realize you already have habits. Ingrained habits, right? And I, yeah, and, and you're going to have to be willing to break habits in order to instill new habits. And usually the hardest part is not instilling the new habit. The hardest part is breaking the old habit, which I'm sure many of you know and have experienced. Right. So if you're talking about uh, the habits that you already have, it's like, for instance, in the morning, and you have to say no to these habits or at least put them off until you do the new habit that is so vital, that might look, look something like this. Like in the morning when you wake up, what's the first thing you do? Some of the people that I know, one of the first things that they do is they uh, pick up their phone right. or they look at their watch. I pick up my phone to turn my alarm off, and then I usually start reading some notification that popped up on my phone overnight, and right. then I end up scrolling, laying in bed, first thing I do. And I'm sh I can't, there's no way I'm alone in that. No way. Uh, I think most people who have a modern smart smartphone today, that probably happens. And what's kind of crazy is, is that one uh, binge into uh, like notifications, like you've said, leads to something else because you don't just stop looking at those notifications. Then right. you look at another app. Right. And you see what the scores were from last night in your ESPN app. And then you go to something else. All of a sudden, have you heard of doom scrolling? Yes. People start looking at bad it's, news it's and they just keep going deeper and it's, deeper. It's, it's actually one of my favorite terms. I think it's a, a highly underused term, right? If you find yourself like in this time warp of scrolling on your phone just through random stuff, friends, that is called doom scrolling. Right. I think we should just name it. So if your habit in the morning is a doom scroll, first thing, laying in bed or as you're drinking your coffee or whatever, you're going to have to break that habit before you can pick up a new one in the morning. You can't do both. Right. Unless you're going to wake up an hour earlier than you do right now, which I don't think is sustainable for most people. So if you're going to pick up a new habit in the morning, a spiritual practice that you believe is going to lead towards growth, you're going to have to break some of the habits that you already have in the morning. Right. And that's the hardest part. I, the hardest part, I don't think, is reading scripture and spending time in prayer. The hardest part is doing that with the distraction and the pull back to your old habit. Right. And I, I've talked about this before as autopilot. 
You know, when you when you're driving down the road and you realize that it's Saturday and you have driven about two miles towards your office, that's the autopilot. That's you getting into a habit that you didn't even think about. It happens automatically. And so unless you make, like Ross said, make time, make the new habit a priority and schedule it in your life, it's going to be real easy to flip back to those old habits. Right. And I think it will become easier as you name and identify those old habits. So as you start this process of actually getting started and starting to implement some of these habits, especially if you have a list of them, I'd really encourage you to spend some time looking at that list and trying to name the old habit that it's going to clash up against. And my guess is that for the majority of them, you'll be able to come up with at least one where, where you know that if you're really going to make this new thing a habit, you're going to have to stop doing this, uh, this old habit. Right. And one of the things that I've heard from people is that, you know, if they can't get up an hour early to read scripture, like you said, that's, that's generally speaking, something that people want to do is to have a morning devotional. If they, if they can't wake up earlier, then one of the things you do is to say, I can't look at my phone until I've done my morning devotional. Right. I can't doom scroll until I've turned to the biblical scrolls, mm-hmm. like what Ooh, I did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 It was a little a little cheese in that, but just the right amount. That's right. You know, just the right amount. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, make sure that if you're going to try to replace habits, one of the most important things to do is to say, if this, then that. If I do my new habit, then I can do my old habit. Sometimes the habits we have are unhealthy and they need to be cut out. Uh, and what you'll find is, is that takes time and sometimes we fail. And what do you do when a, a new habit that you're really trying to, to build uh, breaks or, or you get off schedule? Or what if life gets crazy and it sort of derails you for a while? And once you're ready to get back to that habit, what do you do? How do you yeah. get back? Yeah, because that's the reality of it, right? I mean, I imagine most of the folks listening have tried to start new habits before, and they felt that uh, resistance from old habits. And on top of that, some new thing has been added to their life that's added some element of chaos or uh, unknown or anxiety or stress or whatever. And they find themselves just saying, well, this doesn't seem sustainable anymore. This doesn't seem realistic for me anymore. Right. What are you supposed to do? Well, I think you you kind of edge back to step two. You kind of edge back to that aiming process and you start to evaluate how things are actually going, right? So you start to ask yourself some questions. How is it with my soul? I mean, that's a classic Wesleyan Methodist question as a way to check up on yourself or on the health of others, right, that you may be on this journey with. How are we doing? I mean, how is this actually going for us? Do we find ourselves closer to God? Do we feel more distance from God? Do we, do we feel like we're actually growing? Do we feel like our tires are spinning? Do we need to change something? Do we need to add something? I mean, I think so often we're afraid of that process once we kind of hit the ground and start running with, uh, with some of these new habits. Well, especially if you've done all the work. If you've listened to us for six weeks, you've done all the things about being your own prophet and focusing on habits over goals. And you're getting to the point where I've done this for a month or two months or three months and I'm evaluating things. Life got crazy and I dropped some things and you kind of feel like, I just don't want to give up on what I've done. I put so so much work into it. And the truth is, is that you're free to keep doing that or you're free to build a new habit or a different habit that's going to help you reach that goal. Because 
the goal is not the habits. The goal is to reach that next level or that new self or, or healed self that you want to be. And so if the habits aren't achieving that, you know, you'll find out if you ask yourselves those questions, like the, the big one, how is it with your soul? You know, and if your soul is not doing a little bit better, listen, if you're going to do a new habit for a couple of months, it's possible that your soul's going to be a little bit better, but not great. You know, it's going to take a lot of time to shape something like that. So, you know, just by saying, you know, I've done this for two months, uh, it's not working. Should I move on to the next thing? Well, no, maybe you just need to be patient. If it's a time honored, you know, practice that many, 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 many people have uh, seen rewards from, you probably need to give it more time. But if it's a habit that just isn't moving the needle, maybe it is time for you to just be honest and to not fear a course correction, uh, to change course and to say, hey, I think this habit might help me. But the only way, way to know if you need a course correction is to re-aim and then to evaluate if the habits have been moving the needle. Yeah, questions like, you know, what are you learning about God in yourself? Uh, have you realized with renewed clarity that there are more areas of your life that you feel like you're hindering your growth? Uh, a question like, are you growing in the fruit of the spirit? And again, you know, there's, there's time tested habits out there. Like for instance, spending more time in prayer and spending more time in scripture that we believe as Christians, if you do that, it's going to change your life and God will speak to you through that and it will allow you to grow. But if you, if you're doing those things and your answers to those questions are, well, kind of, then I don't think the move is to stop doing those things. The move is to say, well, why not? Why not? Is there something else in my life that's hindering that? It, am I not really giving it the time of day that it requires? Am I distracted while I'm doing? I mean, if those things aren't leading to growth, then start asking yourself, well, why? 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 Because these things work. I know these things work. They've worked for other people. They've worked for us. I imagine they've worked for you at some other season in your life. So instead of stopping or giving up on especially those habits that we know God uses to grow us, start asking why. And, and maybe there's some little changes that you need to make along the way to, to maximize the time that you're pouring into to things like that. Sure. So, you know, think about it in terms of a couple of, uh, of ways. You, you start a habit and it's going great. And you start to notice some growth. You know, when you ask your question, how is it with my soul? Or what am I learning about God and about who I am? And you're starting to kind of get some answers to that. It's working, you know? So you just keep it up, right? Keep the habit going because it's actually moving the needle. Uh, make it more of a priority. Uh, you know, make sure that you never drop this. Mm-hmm. Now, well, here's another one. The, 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 the habit is working, but it's hard. Uh, I don't always get to do it. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes life gets crazy. So what do you do? One of the things you could do is just go back to the habit. This is one of the things that um, is kind of a cultural learning. I think we all have from something like a New Year's resolution. We say, I'm going to go to the gym every day for, you know, uh, or every week for right. so many days or so many weeks and we forget or you know, we get injured and we stopped. And what do we never do? We never go back to the habit. We never go back. We say, well, we'll wait until January 1st next year. So instead, you know, if a habit is actually helping and you kind of, life gets crazy or, um, you know, you, you missed a couple of days, return to the habit. Go back to it. Reschedule. You know, one of the 
easiest things we can do is to get our calendar back up and reschedule our lives around it. Mm-hmm. I, I think about this in terms of uh, meditation. I've, I've not done a lot of meditation, but I've done enough to kind of know, generally speaking, how, how to do it. And one of the things that I keep hearing over and over again from sort of beginner 101 meditation is, is that your mind is going to kind of, when you get still, it's going to start jumping around to thoughts. Yeah, it's going to wander. Yeah, it's going to wander. Things are going to pop up in your head. And what, what they always say is return to the breath. Just focus on breathing. And if you have a thought, don't punish yourself. Just think it. Yeah. Go back if to you, the breath. If you have a thought, it means you're human. Yeah. yeah. You're alive. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's, the, that's one thing. And then the third is um, if a habit is just not working. Yeah, don't fear changing course. And, and you know, it, learning that a, that a habit is not helpful to you is not failure. You've learned something that Correct. this habit is not right. helpful. What next habit can I pick up? And not, it goes back to aim, like you said. Yeah. You aim and you say, okay, what other habits are on the menu that I could possibly have? And try a new one and see if that works. I think so often we're afraid of that change of course moment, right? And, and we find ourselves thinking, well, I saw this work for someone else or someone else said that it worked for them. So it has to work for me and I'm going to keep doing it until it does work. And I think oftentimes that'll just lead us into a season of, of our tires spinning and, and frustrate, you know, growing in frustration and, and comparing ourselves to, to someone else who is experiencing some growth from that same habit. When instead, right. maybe what you need to do is say, you know what, maybe this isn't just, this isn't going to work for me. And, and I need to kind of go back to step two and, and get curious again about, well, what are some other things that I think I could build into my life that would achieve the same thing that I thought this was going to achieve? Because remember, that list of habits that you made, those are habits that you think will lead to growth in your life. And right. the only way you come to know whether they do or not is to try them. And the reality is some of them won't. And that's okay. But the ones that don't, you don't need to force yourself to do them. You don't need to force yourself to be in a season of frustration and spinning tires. Instead, you need to have the awareness and kind of pull out of that and say, well, you know, I think I'm going to drop this one. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to add something else into the mix and see if that helps. Right. Well, and I think that sometimes our our fear of course correction goes down to this has always worked. This has worked for right. others, like you said. and Or, or it's that I can't imagine any other thing working. And, and it makes me think of some of the folks that, that I have known in my life who they've, they've tried to get into shape by doing what their friends are doing. You know, they, they go to these heavy CrossFit uh, places or they, they try to go to the gym and lift the heaviest things. And what's funny is, is that some of the healthiest people I know hardly ever go to the gym. They walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, they walk five, six miles every day. Uh, and in the hilly terrain of, of Birmingham, Alabama, where we are, mm-hmm. that, that can take a lot out of you. But they're not doing this crazy stuff. You can do those things and, and, and get healthy. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to imagine walking for five miles is going to help you, you know, burn fat, uh, gain muscle, be, you know, have a strong core. But it does all that, especially if you do it uh, consistently. You know, when I think about a, a fear of course correction like that, or at least a resistance to it because it doesn't make sense that that would be the way to, um, to get healthier grow is the, the, at the passage from acts that we recently preach from, mm-hmm. uh, of Peter, who's a Jewish disciple 
of Jesus. He is out there uh, seeing success. The Holy Spirit's working through the church in Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, God changes the, the course correct or the course for the disciples and says, hey, these Gentiles can become followers of Jesus too, and they don't have to become Jewish folks. Oh, this is so good. And you, you mentioned this before we hit record, and this is such a good illustration of why we should not be afraid of changing course. But yeah, I mean, they're building the early church, and, and they've really stuck mainly around Jerusalem, and they're having a ton of success, right? Like a ton of success. It's taken off like wildfire. So much so that they've had to hire uh, deacons to help them fulfill the the duty of the church and order the church and take care of folks. Right. And then Peter gets this vision of this sheet coming down from the heavens full of unclean things and a voice telling him to get up and, and kill and eat. And at first, Peter's like, well, no, no, I'm not going to do I've never let anything profane touch my lips. Yeah, and, and I, unclean. Uh, is not just like, hey, that's not the best. It's not not great for you. It's forbidden. It's it is profane. You're not supposed to yeah. eat it. It's, like it, it's not, wrong. Not eating those things is what set the Jews apart as God's chosen people. I right. mean, this is pretty important stuff that we're talking about here. And the voice responds and says, you know, don't call profane what I have made clean. And and I think they have that exchange three times. But yeah, it's it's a huge shift in the direction of the early church, and it's a major turning point. And Peter resisted it, mainly, I'm sure, because what they were doing was working, right? It wasn't like they weren't finding success. It wasn't like their tires were spinning. That wasn't the case at all. But they still needed a change in course to maximize the growth. And once he saw that it was clear that that vision was leading him to meet with Cornelius and his, his uh, compatriots there and his family and help them become part of the church, they saw continued growth. And not everybody was happy with him about that. But that change, of course, came from God. And he was afraid, I'm sure, to take that step. Right. And other people were saying, hey, that's not going to work. But it did. And if you're closed off to possibilities of new habits uh, working for you because you're so tied to these habits that you thought would do the trick, you may be missing out. And so there's a question of how patient do I need to be versus how you know, raw and honest do I need to be with myself about right. these habits? And right. like I said, if it's a, if it's a time tested, honored, other people have, have seen growth from this, you might want to give it a, a shot for a lot longer than you would something that you kind of put together yourself. Mm -hmm. You thought this would help. Maybe it's not really try it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, just because you put a habit down does not mean that it's gone forever. If, if none of the other new ideas you've got works and you need to go back to that one and you do it for a little bit longer and it works, great. But that's one of the beautiful things, I think, is that the, the pathway to growth is always um, able to be changed or adapted to who you are and what circumstances you're living through. Yeah, yeah. This, this pathway of growth, right, this, this plan of growth, it's a living, breathing thing. It's not this concrete mold that we fill and make and then set on a pedestal and just try to achieve it or live up to it. It's a, it's a living, breathing thing. Life happens. Your habits are going to change and flux and flow. You need to be evaluating as you go because chances are there are going to be some changes that you need to make uh, that are going to enable you to keep growing. So, And I think that you said it uh, towards the beginning of this, this episode, you know, aiming and 
firing, in a sense, is what we do together, side by side. You know, you you fire, you you do, you take the steps to do those habits over and over again. And and when you evaluate, when you ask yourselves those spiritual questions or those questions of is this working? Do I see the change? Do I have a measured, uh, you know, moving the needle change right. in my life? Right. Is stuff actually happening? Is stuff yeah. happening? And then if it's not, you're just you're aiming. And think about an you know an archer or uh, a sharpshooter. If if they fire and they didn't hit the target, they're automatically going to re-aim, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you just keep doing it. You aim, you do, you re-aim, you do, and hopefully it's always taking you another step forward towards growth. Ready, aim, fire. Friends, that's our growth plan of attack. We hope you find it helpful. Uh, again, if, if y'all have any questions or you want to talk more about that, I hope you'll reach out to us. We would love that. Um, but we've had a lot of fun going over that and kind of coming up with it and thinking creatively about how we could spend some time each week just trying to get a little bit more in the weeds and more specific when it comes to being a people of growth and, you know, going from individuals that are growing to a community that's growing and and what that would look like. Yeah. And so we're going to probably change focus next week. We're kind of talking about turning to a book of the Bible to, to discuss and map out together for, you know, four or five weeks and see how that works with the episodes ahead of us. So. Tune in next week. We're going to change course a little bit. Uh-huh. See what you did there. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be so good. You know, we hope you enjoyed our little mini series on growth. Now we're about to start a new little series, and we'll, we'll see where it takes us. That's right. Well, thank you for being with us today. All right. Catch you next week.